0: Welcome back to another broadcast of The Simple Truth, an outreach of Eye on the Crown Ministries, a ministry whose purpose is to present the Word of God in a dynamic and easy-to-understand manner, so all men, women, and children will hear the good news of Jesus Christ and accept Him as their Savior and Lord of their life. Circumstances in life rarely go the way we plan them, no matter how careful or sincere we are in our planning or how much time we take to plan it. This often results in us making bad decisions to compensate for the unexpected changes that occur or leave us feeling like God doesn't care about us. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. God not only knows about our situation, it is part of the plan He has for your life to make you a valuable and beautiful vessel for His use. So I invite you to take out a pen and paper as we take a wonderful journey through the Word of God with your Bible teacher, Weldon Green, as he presents Broken by His Mercy and Mended by His Grace, coming from Jeremiah 1 through six.
1: I invite those of you who can to grab your Bibles, whether it's on your smartphone, tablet, e-reader, or paper copy, and go with me over to the Old Testament to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, beginning at verse number 1. And I will be reading those scriptures to you from the New King James Version of the Bible. Hear the words of the Lord. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Now it is my prayer That God will open your heart and mind to the teaching of his word and that you will be enlightened by his truth and touched by his love. In the name of Jesus the Christ I pray. Amen. Now there are times in life when people find themselves faced with circumstances and challenges that causes them to make bad decisions. Which may result in them hurting someone or them being hurt by the actions of others. But regardless of what or who caused them to end up in this state of life, many fall prey to a culture that is intolerable of those who are imperfect, marred, or stained with some type of mental, social, personal, and even physical problem. We live in a society that goes to great efforts to recycle trash, but effortlessly throws away people. And you know... Asking for and receiving forgiveness doesn't always come easy, especially when it's the fifth or sixth time the same person is asking for forgiveness for the same offense. And sympathy is hard to display as well for someone who purposely chooses to do things their way despite how wrong it is or how much destruction it is causing in their life. But dear friend, I want you to know today that God has not given up on you and he has a great plan for your life. Whether you are young and proud, smart and headstrong, misguided and misunderstood, rejected and abandoned, abused and mistreated, hurting and humiliated or lost and lonely. God loves you and wants to turn your life around if you will let him. Now in these scriptures I read earlier. God has commanded the prophet Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house and watch him as he worked. Now, there was nothing special about the potter or the work he was doing that would interest Jeremiah in any way. But out of obedience to God, he went. Once he got there, Jeremiah watched the potter as he was working with some clay and forming it into the object he had pre-planned for it to be. But during the process of working with the project, the potter encountered some difficulty because the clay was flawed with something that caused it a problem. So realizing the clay could not be used for the purposes in which it was intended with the flaw in it, the potter broke it down into a lump of clay, removed the marred portion and started over again. While watching the potter work with this imperfect clay, God reveals several valuable lessons to Jeremiah about his love for those that are marred and those that will yield themselves to his will. And I want to share them with you. The potter had a plan for the clay and he saw the finished product in his mind long before he began working on it. See, and God is like the potter. He has a perfect plan for your life that he formulated in his heart and mind long before you were born and even before the foundations of this world was laid. Jeremiah chapter one, verse five says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And in Ephesians chapter two, verses 10, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. God planned every detail of your life and body. He chose your race, your skin color, your hair type, and your eye color. Everything about you is just the way he wanted it. He selected what talents to give you and your unique personality. God decided when you would be born And he has the exact time of your death. Regardless of the circumstances of your birth, whether planned or unplanned, God had a reason for creating you. See, there may be illegitimate parents, but there are no illegitimate children. Your parents may not have planned you, but God did. Let me share with you some things I learned from these scriptures. The first thing is that we are the clay in the hands of the master potter. See, Christians and non-Christians alike are God's vessels, molded by him to contain the treasure of his love. Clay is of no great value in and of itself, no matter how fine or expensive the material is that it's made from. But it can become something great if molded by the right hands for the right purposes. Nobody can calculate the tremendous potential in an individual's life when they allow God to use them for his purpose. The clay cannot mold itself. It must have the skillful hands of the potter. It is the same with your life. You cannot make yourself mold yourself or do anything else by yourself. Although you may think you can it is God that molds and shapes us into the image he wants us to be. When we try to do it ourselves, we end up working with marred or flawed material that results in an imperfect product. Despite how good it may look on the outside, the imperfections on the inside will eventually show up and cause problems. But in the hands of a master, common things are made special. In the hands of God, Ordinary people are given the ability to do extraordinary things. In the hands of Ludwig van Beethoven, a piano becomes an instrument of great listening pleasure. But in my hands, it becomes an instrument of pain to the ears because I was not designed to be a musician. In the hands of John Lennon, considered by Rolling Stone magazine to be one of the top 100 greatest singers of all time, simple lyrics become a melody of beauty and emotional inspiration. But in my hands, those same lyrics would become, well, let's just say, it would not be melodious or inspirational. The second thing I learned from these scriptures is that the potter's wheel represents our life see the potter's wheel is spun around swiftly by the potter and he alone controls its speed your life regardless of how fast or slow it appears to be going in circles is controlled by God and not by chance or luck so you can stop knocking on wood throwing salt over your shoulder or being afraid of a black cat crossing your path and all the other superstitious things. God is in control, and nothing happens in your life without his permission or prior knowledge. Not too long ago, while I was shopping in a store, I was asked by a lady if it meant good luck if a butterfly flew across your path. I told her I didn't believe in luck. She quickly responded, why not? You're alive, aren't you? I told her I was alive because of the blessing and grace of God and not luck. She seemed surprised at my response, but just acknowledged what I said and moved on. That God arranges or permits the circumstances of life that molds you. You may wonder about the circumstances of your life and think that God has been unkind to you. But one day you will realize the truth of Romans 8 and 28 and agree that all things do work together for your good when you love God and trust God and live in accordance with his purpose for your life. No one said life was going to be fair, but it can be fulfilling Meaningful and purposeful Jesus said in John chapter 10 verse 10 that he came that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly the most important thing about a potter's wheel is not its size because some wheels are larger than others others just like some lives are shorter than others. But it's the center of the wheel and it's balance that counts. See, if the wheel is on the center and balanced, then everything else will be balanced as the potter spins it. It's the same way with your life. If God is at the center of your life, everything in your life will be balanced. The third thing I learned from these scriptures is that disobedience and bad circumstances causes the marring in people's lives. See, as Jeremiah watched, he saw that the vessel had something wrong with it as the potter was molding it. But the potter did not throw the clay away and start with a new lump. Instead, he smashed the clay down, removed the marred piece and started over again molding the clay. This is a picture of how God breaks us with his mercy and then molds us again with his grace. See, the marring in the clay represents the hardships and trials that people face in life that causes them not to become the vessels that God planned for them to be. How often are lives marred because people want to have it their way and make their own plans outside of the will of God? So God says, have it your way, just like the slogan from the Burger King commercial of the 1970s some people have been marred by the pain of sexual or physical abuse at the hands of someone they trusted others have been marred by the shame of a broken marriage or a broken family relationship many are marred by the grief of a terminal illness or the death of a loved one some have been marred by bad choices that led to drug addiction alcoholism, or an unwanted pregnancy. You see, God uses all the difficult situations and hard times in our life to break us down and get us to yield to what he's trying to do in our lives. That's called mercy because he doesn't give us what we really do deserve, which is his judgment and eternal damnation. Then when we are ready, he builds us up again because of his grace and his grace is giving us what we don't deserve like his unconditional love and a second third fourth fifth and sixth chance at a new life the fourth thing i learned from these scriptures is that god is patient and committed to finishing the work he started so jeremiah noticed that the potter patiently worked with the clay tenderly molding his shape Even when he found fault in it, he didn't give up on it and throw it away. He just started over again, making it into the vessel it was meant to be when he first started. And just because it started out with a defect, it would be no less beautiful or useful than it was originally meant to be. It just had to be restarted by the potter. See, God patiently directs our lives, seeking to fulfill his will in us. He often uses the hands of others to help shape us like parents, teachers, mentors and fellow Christians. He even uses those who persecute us to help mold us into the image he desires us to be. It takes time to mold and perfect a product and God is willing to wait as long as you are willing to try and do things your own way because he knows that the end product is well worth the wait. Now, God spent 20 years molding Jacob into the father and leader of the Israelite people. He spent 40 years molding Moses in the desert, preparing him to lead his people out of slavery in Egypt. After they both were marred by their disgraceful behavior, God didn't give up on them and gave them a second chance to become the vessel he desired for them to be all alone. He did the same for King David, who was a murderous adulterer, and Jonah, the preacher who had a bad attitude about who God chose to save, and he blatantly disobeyed God's instructions. God also did the same for Peter, who cowardly denied he even knew Jesus three times, then began to curse and show just how serious he was about his lie. Friends, i'd like to testify that after thirty-one years of ungodly living and struggling through life trying to do things myself god saved me and filled me with his spirit then he continued to mold me into the preacher he planned for me to be from the beginning But you know, the good thing about it is he isn't finished with me yet. There is still a lot more molding he has to do with me to shape me into the perfect, beautiful vessel he desires me to be. And I can't wait to see the finished product. Now, the fifth thing I learned from these scriptures is that God uses trials like furnaces to refine us. Now, Jeremiah does not mention the potter's furnace. But it had to be there because nothing the potter made was complete and ready for use until it had gone through the heat of the furnace. See, the potter knew exactly how high the temperature needed to be and how long the pottery needed to stay in the furnace. And the heat of the furnace removed the water and any other impurities. And it gave the clay strength and it increased its usefulness as an end product, which also increased its value. God is like the potter. He knows just how hot to make the furnace of life's challenges and he knows how long to allow the challenges to last because he knows what needs to be purged out of your life and how you can be made better and how much you can bear. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will always make the way of escape. That you may be able to bear it. When you think you can't take it anymore, it seems like God turns up the heat. When your weeping endures for a lot of nights, it seems like God is just standing there watching you suffer. When you cry out for relief, it seems like God isn't listening. But what you need to understand is that God knows when you are ready. When a potter Bakes of pottery in the furnace or kiln, he checks its solidity and preparedness by pulling it out of the oven and thumping it. If it gives a singing sound, he knows it's ready. If it gives a thud type sound, he puts it back in the oven. Dear friend, let me ask you, have you felt God thumping you upside the head lately, trying to see if you are ready to come out of the fiery trials of your life? Or does he have to put you back in the furnace to let the remaining impurities in your life burn out? God can do things with your life that no one else can. But you must be willing to let the master work on you and mold you into a vessel that can be used for his purposes. He knows you like no one else knows you. And he is the only one that can help you become the wonderful vessel that brings him joy and is useful for his purposes. I'm reminded of the story about a church in a small town that had an organ that had become extremely out of tune. And for years, the church called in the best organ builders and servicemen from around the country, but none of them could tune the organ. One day, when all hope of getting the organ repair was gone and it was about to be thrown out, someone recommended giving the old organ repair man in their town a chance. What could it hurt, they thought. We are going to throw it out anyway. The old repair man came in and for two days, all the people heard was the old man striking a key on the organ every now and then, but no music. So the people began to wonder if the old man knew what he was doing. Finally, on the third day, the old man sat at the organ and began to play. The music that came from the organ was so beautiful and the tuning was perfect. Everyone in the town stopped what they were doing and went to the church to witness the beauty of music that was coming from the once out of tune organ. Someone asked the old man, How was he able to repair the organ when none of the other experts could? The old man simply replied, I built this organ many years ago and I knew just what was needed to get it back in tune and the way it was intended to sound. Dear friend, God made you and he knows just what is needed to get you back into tune and into fellowship with him. You can read all types of self-help books and attend motivational seminars, but until you let the master potter mold and shape you, you'll never be refined into the perfect vessel you can be. God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for the sins of the world and to repair all those things that the world had been made out of tune with God. But on the third day, he rose from the grave, bringing forth the beautiful music of restoration and victory over sin and death. Now, there may be someone listening to this broadcast that is going through some tough times right now and has become out of tune with life and with God. If that is you, I want you to know that God is ready and eager to take what is broken in your life and fix it. He will heal what was wounded and cleanse what has become defiled. God wants to take that which is bitter in your life and sweeten it and purify what has become impure. He wants to to complete the work in you that he started and make you whole. But only God can turn all the ugliness in your life into something that is beautiful and tune your life up so that you can make heavenly music that glorifies him. Well, listening friends, that's all for this week, but I hope this week's broadcast has been a blessing to you and has encouraged you to either seek a closer relationship with God or accept Jesus as your savior. There is no greater or more fulfilling decision you will ever make in your life than this. Will you trust God today to mold and shape you into the beautiful vessel you were intended to be? When you put your trust and your life in the divine and loving hands of God, you can rest assured that the end product will be incomparable to anything someone else can do for you. God will take whatever your situation is in life and use it to make you a beautiful, strong, and valuable vessel that can be used for His purpose. Like the old saying goes, one man's trash is another man's treasure, or in this case, what someone may call trash, God sees as a treasure. If you are ready to trust God with your life, The Bible says it's as simple as acknowledging your sins and asking God to forgive you for those sins. Then ask Jesus to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior. For the Bible says in Romans 10 and 13, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, I invite you to visit our ministry website and explore our other resources at www dot I on the crown dot org. Also feel free to send me an email through the contact us link on our ministry website and let us know how the broadcasts have made an impact in your life or what we can do to improve them. Your input will be welcomed and greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening and join me again next week for another exciting journey through the word of God and invite someone to listen with you. Now have a blessed and prosperous day. God bless you.